0: You're listening to The Rogue Philosopher Podcast. So I guess I'm having to backtrack. Uh, Swimming against the stream here, swimming against brain fog. Um... Uh, one of my goals Is to eventually Get this podcast up and running So that it's um, uh, Good enough for people to listen to And to really learn from And there are quite a number out there Which I'll recommend As time permits uh, That are excellent I mean they're, they're, they're so good it's, it's, it's almost as if Why would I want to do this If there's others out there that are so good But, you know, if we all applied that logic, no one would ever leave the house ever again, right? Why should I run if I'm not a triathlon runner? Well, they're so much better than me. Well, why should I, uh, why should I, you know, you can put in anything there. Why should I be a scientist? Why should I be a doctor? And that's, uh, it's not a good thing to do to yourself to compare yourself to others because there are always going to be better people, Unless you invent your own field or your own something or other, which some of us are creative enough to do i 'm sure as hell not, but that having been said it's it 's as though this is this is like my atonement uh, and i don't know i don 't know how to fix the the problem, and i 'm saying this because so so many out there have the same problem you know we we are born into a society and it has its rules you break them at your peril. Uh, I know this because my family broke them all or nearly all of them. And you have to follow them in order to be in sync with your community. But unfortunately, the rules are bullshit. The, the expectation of the American dream, the idea that you're going to, uh, play baseball in the evenings and date nice girls and, you know, drive a nice car and, uh, you know, play football in the winter or whatever, and you're going to always win, or most of the time you'll win. And then you grow up and you become a young person and you go off to college. Now, it used to be when I was a young person that college was sold to me as the place where you go, where you get a well-rounded education, you learn how to argue, and to think for yourself. You learn how to come to your own conclusions. Now, there were many, many flaws in the education system in the early 90s. It's true but compared to what it is now you know it's it's night and day i mean i mean i i was 18 uh, 19 when i first went to college i graduated at at 18 and the berlin wall had just fallen down you know and we had that that horrible uh, conflict in iraq which i mean well, in in a way it was justified because they'd invaded kuwait but you know in spite of my family uh, I, I, Most of my life haven't been a hawk, really. I've been against a lot of the wars, a lot of the militarism and the imperial uh, uh, pomp and ceremony and all that. But there was still a feeling, you know, maybe every generation feels this way, where you feel like you're going to be the one who gets it right. You're going to not make the mistakes your parents made. Maybe that's even correct. You you won't make them, but you're going to get it right this time, and everything's going to be better than it was. And I hate to join the pessimists, and and I don't, I don't hold with some of the tone sometimes that's expressed uh, when people go after the the millennials or the Gen Z or whatever the fuck they're calling it now, Generation Y, Generation Z. We were Gen X, you know, and the the out of touch. Irrelevant baby boomers, even in the 90s, were going, oh, what's wrong with this Gen X, Kurt Cobain and grunge music and blah, 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 blah. And now we're falling into the same trap with social media, which I don't understand it. I don't get what the allure is. Um, you know, the the idea of the millennials and the younger kids, you know, teenagers, how mentally unwell they are. I mean, there's a level of illness that's stunning. It's, it's almost incalculably bad. Why? Well, it, 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 at the core of it, 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 that can only be because the parents fucked up. Sorry, that's... Why else are kids messed up? It's not If the parents did a good job, the kids wouldn't be fucked. So why did the parents do a poor job? Because they're poor parents? Maybe, but it's more likely that they're spread too thin. Because society's expectations... In spite of reality are that you will achieve these things you know it 's just like running the bases when you're when you 're you know thirteen or fourteen right Boys used to say these things you know you uh, you kissed a girl you what you 'd gone to second base if you do more serious things with her you 've gone to third base you know and if you get laid you 've got a home run right you score you get a home run uh, Society has built this uh, apparatus, this framework, just like running the bases, okay? First base, you graduate high school, okay? Second base, you get your undergraduate degree and you start working a career and you're at an office. But nowadays, you can't do that. You have to get a master's degree. Third base, you get a PhD like I did. And then you get told by all the smug, you know, self-made motivational speakers, you get, you get an earful of this shit even though I agree with them. I don't, I don't need to hear it from other fucking people. Why well, you don't need a college degree to be a success. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you don't need one. And I, I've got three of the fuckers, all of them useless. I mean, in some respect, it was good for me in that I, I learned and I was able to, to kind of expand my, my horizons. But as I was in the midst of this process... They changed the rules, and they moved the goalposts, and they gaslighted, okay? And I've called this episode Gaslighting for a reason, okay? Because every few years, whoever the people are, the media, I don't know who they are, the Department of Education, the the guiding uh, pedagogical principles keep being shifted. And in this case, politically, it's shifted to the left. Or in other ways, it's... it's, uh, uh, the goal orientation now for children all the way down to single grades is to pass the test and it's all about the test. It's not about about being a better human being, it's about being a better test taker, okay and they're being taught math in a manner I can't even conceive the the core the the common core uh, where you're not told to memorize the times tables. no you don't have to multiply nine times twelve, okay. And you know that's 84, because, uh, no, what is 9 times 12? Uh, 72, 84, 96, 108, 108, whatever. You know, but you can rattle them off by, by, because you memorize the goddamn times tables. That's not allowed anymore, apparently. So if you're going to multiply something like 9 times 12, you have to... Draw the whole thing out. I don't quite understand how this works. Like 9 times 1 is 9, 9 times 2 is 18, 9 times 3 is 27. Nine. So you're not <clears throat> you're not memorizing them, but you have to display all of the different computations, all of the different figures, and then add it up. They've like added like six steps to it when you shouldn't have to take any. You should be able to look at that equation, that simple multiplication equation, and rattle off the answer because you memorized it. And you know that. I know that. I'm incompetent in math. It doesn't matter. I know my goddamn multiplication tables. And that's the only reason I can do any multiplication or division at all. Okay? It's because I memorized them. You know, you, you, you have a foundation that you build. But we're not allowed to do that. And kids aren't allowed to win anymore. Yeah? Because we're so afraid of damaging their self-esteem, right? And so they're told, even when they're losing, all the time, that they're winners. And that they're special. They are, but they need to find that on their own. But no, they're being spoon-fed. This regurgitated, new-age, psychobabble bullshit. Politically correct, far-left, goddamn pseudo-spiritual, false-religion bullshit. And they can't but believe it. You can't protest your environment when you're too young and too immature. That's why you're supposed to go out and question. And that's why you're supposed to... uh, Challenge yourself. After you've been a rebel for a while, when you're a teenager, you become a rebel against yourself and you challenge your own suppositions. You have to, because if you don't, you, you can't think as clearly. You can't b- construct your life as clearly. And, and for me, there was the added complication um, where basically I couldn't get a job. Uh, and they kept telling me, no, no, you've got to get a college degree. No, you've got to get a master's degree. No, no, now you've got to get a PhD. I wasn't going to get a PhD in writing. I already had a terminal degree in writing. It's called a master's degree of fine arts. Master's degree of fine arts used to be a terminal degree, believe it or not. You could spend two years at a writing program like the Iowa Writers Workshop, you know, or you could do as I did, and, you know, you go to a film sc- studies program and you learn screenwriting, which is what I did. And I thought after I had done that, the hardest thing I've ever done, I thought at the time, the most rewarding, because I got the degree, okay, my MFA, I didn't even get callbacks. People didn't even have the courtesy to tell me, no, we're not going to hire you. Oh, you don't have a PhD? Nothing. So... They keep moving the motherfucking goalposts, and there's a very, very simple reason for this, okay? And they're creating fake degrees, well, I call them that, but, you know, fake, I think they're fake, disciplines that are accredited. So you you have the accreditation, and that's where the money comes in, okay? So what happened? The federal government, in the interest of, of education equity to try to elevate the poor the way the GI Bill did in the 60s, 50s, 40s, after World War II, let's recreate that with Title IX and pump out tons and tons of loans so poor people, like me, who were bright enough and gifted enough to do so can get an education, and that that would even the odds, that would overcome the poverty. And in the case of disabled people, it's even worse, because basically you're, you're garbage. Uh in a lot of ways, you're, you're seen as a, as by virtue of your disability, you're expected to be a total failure. Expected. That's the norm. That's the, the bar that everybody's up against. It's not true. They're, the disabled people I know, some of them are, but you know what? Some people are alcoholics. Okay. Uh, some people, you know, they're emotionally unstable. Some people, you know, you you can't judge a whole group, first of all, by grouping them artificially and then claiming that people in this group have certain qualities unless you can back it up with the numbers. And sometimes in social science, yeah, you can. You can say, cite these different numbers, right? And, you know, yeah, you can But you're up against, when you're disabled, you're up against probably the most insidious enemy of all because you feel a lack of self-confidence. They're confirming it for you. And then even if you think, you know, with all this rhetoric and bullshit, this uh, social justice warrior egalitarianism, we shall overcome, you think you can inflate yourself with that false confidence, but you never escape the feeling of, of being uh, at the bottom of the hierarchy, a total loser. And... In some ways, that's reinforced because although I'm not willing to go after people, I hate lawsuits, I think a lot of them are frivolous, I'm also willing to say and to suggest that there is still inequity, I don't think, not inequity, what's a better word for it, exclusion, um, unjust exclusion. Some exclusion's good, I've said it before, some isn't, and unjust exclusion of the disabled is not necessarily rooted in malice, but it's just looking at them and going, well, well, damn it, they can't do anything. They have no skill. What do you do? How do you conquer that? You go back to school, all right? You go back to school. Um, Unless you are a gifted entrepreneur, unless you're able to build a better mousetrap, you know, at 20, you're not gonna be successful. Sorry, you're not. You're going to go to school and get degree after degree after degree, all of which have been rotted and corrupted from within because they've all embraced this postmodern neo-Marxist bullshit ideology. And it's corrupted everything it touches. Everything. I've said it before, and I, I have to repeat it. I'm sure you're getting tired of hearing this refrain, but I need to make sure. This is part of what I have to do to to give back, right? To to help society, to help other people, in, in you know, in this in this country or in others. I have to, kind of, I have to blow the whistle in a way. Because I was I was cheated, um, and it's true. No one put a gun to my head. So why I love Peterson's work so much, is because he does say, look, you have to take responsibility, and you start with these simple steps, and blah blah blah. We'll get into all that. But. Delivered in the wrong context. Some of the stuff he's saying could be very judgmental and very, very mean. I don't think it is. I think he's a genuine, uh, because he's a, he's a doctor, he's a healer. So meanness doesn't come to him. It's not the first thing that he'll uh, enact, is meanness. Um, but it can be very and judgmental, and and I've faced a lot of that in my life. A lot of people have... Uh, evaluated me, they feel as though even if they haven't talked to me ever in their lives, they can take one look at me, and they can evaluate my choices and the value of my decisions and tell me that, uh, that I've screwed up. I mean, people I barely even know think they have the right to declare how badly i fucked up everything. Um, and I, I suggest that that sort of judgmentalism is not only not helpful, it's an additional form of, of cruelty you know. And basically, what I was told is the same lie that we're all told. And it's a lie I want to take on and tear down. And to an extent, Dr. Peterson is doing that also, because he's against it. And the lie is simply this, the idea that you have to have all of these degrees. You don't. Their goal in in getting you to take that degree is to steal your money and the activist's goal is to raise your consciousness, to turn you from being an individual into being a member of an oppressed group. And they keep changing those rules too, okay? They're gaslighting. Because one day... Okay, let me start over again. Uh, one day, you're in the in-group. These are classic tactics of cults as well. You're on the in, and you're the minority of the day. But then tomorrow, you're the cause of the problem, OK, so for a while it was men have oppressed women, you know, the, the feminism. And there's enough cases in history and there are enough horrible things men have done so that it's easy to buy that. It's easy. It's easy to say that, you know, when women weren't allowed to vote, when they weren't allowed to have their own finances, when, uh, you know, and this is in a way where I think in one aspect where... He falls short, I mean I mean, uh, Jordan Peterson, because he's unwilling to concede. And he'll say, look, it's hard for everybody. Everyone's life has been more difficult. Men were oppressed too. They were oppressed by their government. They were sent to war. They were, they were thrown as cannon fodder into the machine guns. Sure, all that's true. But he ignores the fact that it, on the law books, women were denied the right to vote. You can't just be so cavalier and say, well... Oh, well they weren't they were never oppressed exclusively. Mm, they were never targeted because after all, you know, everybody was oppressed. No, that's not an answer. That's not quite good enough. Okay, it's not. And and as I've 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 addressed I've talked about this a little how blind people were treated. I can talk about that on account of having some knowledge of this. They were not allowed to be seen in public. They were not allowed. There was curfew placed over the blind. Uh, In general, the disabled were rounded up and sterilized by the eugenicists. Um, I should add the founder of Planned Parenthood is a racist. Uh, Margaret Singer was all about eliminating African Americans from the human genetics. She had no problem with that idea. You know, she's a eugenicist. And yet the left hold her up as this heroic kind of figure, liberating women's bodies from the oppression of, of, of male. Okay, no, she's, she's a eugenicist. But in the beginning, when they were more concerned with men and women, but then when it shifted more to affirmative action, perhaps, they were willing to overlook her racism and as long as nobody digs into it very deeply, move on to the next issue, the next politics. What is it? Um, it's equality of, out, of uh, opportunity in the workplace for uh, people of all races, creeds, etc. Now, I'm not, no one is against that. Not I, not Dr. Peterson. No one is against e- egalitarian opportunities. Um, when it says in our Constitution, all men are created equal, it means that all men are deserving in that they are men you know humans We're deserving of a certain level of freedom in order to give it a go okay that's does not it is not the same thing as saying i deserve a b c and d simply because i deserve it and i've been i've been watching this and i've been noticing more and more in a com- in a commercials where you're being enticed to make a commercial transaction. They're not saying buy our product because it'll make you feel better or you'll think you're better or you'll look better or you'll... Sa-. They're saying buy our product, it's what you deserve. No, you don't. You don't, you know? You don't. You, you buy a service or you buy a... Yeah, you're expected... Uh, the, the one thing where your rights are protected per se is that nobody can be fraudulent. They can't, that's a crime. If they sell you something that's false and they misrepresent themselves, that's called fraud. It's a crime. It's not because you deserve, right? Get the, the feeling that you deserve, you know, or get the, get the career you deserve. No one deserves anything. I mean, I, I could go off like that. Now, the one way that these same people who do the stirring up shot up the people they don't want to hear from. They call them negative. And so the new age has infested our consciousness so deeply now that it's easy to condemn somebody you disagree with simply by saying how negative. Well they're negative, they're they're and there's there's a grain of truth in that if somebody's you know, a negative personality type or negative person, you're you're. Untreated mental illness is leading you perhaps to push people away you're you're always pessimistic about everything you you know it was used against me to shut me up by when i was young a vastly dysfunctional family and then as the years passed by ambivalent able-bodied people who wanted me to succeed in order to highlight their success In order to, so there's an element also of they have to break you, and that's all these social services kind of have this attitude. You know, if you're retiring, you've worked all your life, you earned it, uh, they want to take that all away from you. So they won't give you aid until you have nothing left. Then they can build you up and say, look at what we did, and then if they want to get rid of you, they can say, look at everything we did for you, and you are so ungrateful that that you didn't do what we want you to do see it's a method of control and it's irresistible and it's very effective irresistible and and very effective okay it's and now I'm not I'm not suggesting there's a cabal or a conspiracy but people are benefiting and they want to continue to benefit so the government is w- willing to open up the the tap and say, "Okay, Mr. University President, we'll keep pumping funds in to support the students, even though they're nonprofit." There's no such thing as a nonprofit college. You can't tell me they're nonprofit when you walk on the campus and you have these beautiful statues and you know the grounds are all perfectly green and beautiful and everything is so. Okay, these goddamn people are making a profit. Who is? the phony professors are and the administrators no one else not you if you go and buy their their um their education you're getting told everything is um fake you're being told that you're being told by liars that everything is a lie okay and that's an old paradox if a Cretan, you know this is in socrates mentioned this if a Cretan walks up to you and says all Cretans are liars. He's telling you the truth. All Cretans are liars. Except he's a Cretan. He's lying. Because he is incapable of speaking the truth because all Cretans are liars and you can just go round and around. Okay, that's in a nutshell what the universities are doing. So, of course, they increased their prices. Why not? There's no competition, and the money's there for the taking, and even better, okay? The baby boomers got to get away with this, but no one else. What happened? They took out student loans. The baby boomers went and got an education, thinking that they were going to advance in their lives. They didn't advance, and they immediately declared bankruptcy, and the loans vaporized, okay? Not any longer. So, whether or not the student can ever pay you back, they're a slave, an economic slave, for the rest of their lives to the student loan provider. And so the risk is very, very low. And so unfortunately what that means is, in many cases, you can take people into your college who are incapable of actually succeeding there. And even if they do, what are they getting? Okay, and it doesn't matter if they're studying uh, ancient history Biblical history, you know, you name it, everything all the way through, every form of literature there is, every form of the humanities, okay, you're getting the worldview of the French failed far left who tried destroying their own society and they failed to do so, so they came in to destroy ours. Okay, what do I mean by that? In uh, May 1968, there were riots in the streets, they tried to burn Paris down. You know, another Paris Commune, they tried to have a communist revolution, and they were crushed. And in their lamenting and their, and their sorrow-filled nostalgia, uh, they couldn't quite grasp how they had failed or why. And they regrouped. As Dr. Peterson would say, they changed from class warfare to identity politics, and they snuck it in under the guise of this egalitarianism, which nobody is opposed to. No one's opposed to fair play. Because that's the first thing you think of, and especially Americans. Americans are very, most are very honorable and very much about fairness. That's why, as a country, we ended slavery, and that's why we ended discrimination in the South. It it was done imperfectly. It was done, it took too long. It never should have happened in the first place. I get all of that. We've done horrible things to our native Aboriginal populations, Uh, We've done horrible things overseas. Some of them are the horrible things you can do to justify defending your nation. Some of them aren't. I get all that. But at the very core, Americans are good people and they believe in fair play. And so if you present them with a case that says, you know, uh, Penny couldn't get a job uh, and she's not getting paid as much as her co-workers, her male co-workers, okay, no one is going to come out and say you know, that's fine, we approve of it. No, no one, no one on the political spectrum is going to support unfairness. If there's perceived, deliberate unfairness and and a rigged system, you know, the way those games at the at the carnivals are rigged, right? Everyone knows they're rigged, but we all go and play them, don't we? Hell, even I play them where you, you have to shoot the target with the little pellet gun or whatever to win the, the bear, the stuffed bear or some damn thing. You know, everyone knows those goddamn games are all rigged. And everyone knows in Vegas all of those games are rigged. But yet we still play them. And that's how society runs. We're given a narrative. And you have to run the bases in order to get a home run. And what's a home run? You own your own house. You have a couple of vehicles, you know, you park them in your garage in your lovely middle class, upper class neighborhood and you send your kids to the best schools and you have two or three children, although that's going out of style now because, because of, you know, they want to do population control now. Uh, so you have your children, you have your marriage, you have your children, you have your home, you own your house and there you go, you're living the American dream, you've made it, okay? Nobody can do that. The way the system is set up now, or the way it has uh, developed, that's not possible anymore. For most people. And so why is that okay? Because people are, are being told, well, you're not trying hard enough. Now, isn't that convenient? Isn't that convenient? So you overcharge people for a shitty education. They waste the best years of their life, the way I did, chasing a red herring, right? And then when it's too late for, for them to recover, and most won't, a lot of kids find themselves going to college and they're not able to complete it. And so you have, it's, it's, it's uh, as bad or worse, you have these debts that you can't pay for an incompleted college experience that taught you nothing. And it's easy for them to say, you know, the, the politicians, the controllers, the bank, the presidents of the bank, the presidents of the universities, all of whom know each other, uh, all of whom belong to, you know, the, the Chronicle of Higher Education, or they belong to similar groups like that, and they, you know, these people have exclusive golf courses or whatever it is, they've got a really sweet deal. And in order to protect that, they'll say, well, there's nothing wrong with with the system. We've done everything we can with Title IX and with affirmative action. It's their fault. It's their fault, you know? So if you can't afford to pay $100,000 for an undergraduate degree, well, first of all, it's your fault because you can take out the loans to do it. Uh, second of all, if anything goes wrong during your time at the college, even if it has nothing to do with your own lack of competence, uh, they'll say it has to do with your incompetence because they're not going to—they're not going to give up their 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 scam. Let's call it what it is: college is a scam. Okay. Now I I have to tell you my own experience was, was mixed uh, in the end the bad went out over the good and it ruined my life and I won't go into it again because you don't want to hear that you don't and I don't blame you but what I feel I need to do for, for you for anybody who's hearing me anyone now or in the future next week next year five ten years I need I need to get the message across to you do not, under any circumstances, do not attend American universities or Canadian universities. Do not study these topics, these subjects. And that's everything from disability studies all the way across the humanities arc. Do not, you know, don't think you, well, I want to be a better person. Yeah, that's how it used to be. You'd study literature because you used to be able to have better insight about how it is to be a good person from literature literature is lovely nobody reads now okay it's their loss look nobody can look up at the sky at night and see the stars anymore why because of all the light pollution it's going to affect things in ways we can't even imagine that people aren't studying literature but i have to dissuade you from doing it do not because all of it adds up to a postmodern negative destructive worldview and every few years They change change several things. They change, like in 1984, they change the target of the hatred because it's pure hatred. And they change the vocabulary, the meaning of the words in expressing the outrage. And their buzzwords change. Their code words change. And if you find yourself in disagreement with the extremism, you find yourself being ostracized and attacked as a target of the same hatreds. So that's what I mean by by gaslighting, okay? Gaslighting is when they sell you, uh, no, it's your fault. No, you're the one who's crazy. You know, when the whole time the other person is deliberately screwing with you, with your head, rearranging stuff, making you doubt your own sanity, until finally in the end, in many of these plots, you end up believing you are in fact crazy and then you're committed Uh, because mental illness is is a disability that that will never be accepted they can do it all they want they can do it all they want depression it's barely treatable most mental illnesses can't be treated they can be compensated for okay but in 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 the the 1200s in the middle of germany you would have been better off not going to a doctor for your broken leg. Just let it heal on its own. That's how mental health is now. Unless, and they're starting, they're, they're at the very beginning. I mean, Chris will probably object to some of this, but mental health treatment right now is in the equivalent of leechcraft and, and amulets for protection against um, diseases, Okay, that's where mental health is now. And one of the major amulets that they hand out to you is you need to think more positively. (sighs) No, you don't. Most cases, uh, the, the pain that you're in is a signal that something is wrong with the society that you're in. How do we fix society? Well, we have to work together. We have to have better connections, not through activism and anger, but through connections. Um and first we must strengthen each other's connections and our health because if you're really sick you can't go out and and demand the world change you're too unwell to do it your judgment is compromised it is i've been i've battled depression for for decades all right your judgment is compromised if you're under the influence of of depression it's just like a like taking a drug you're in an altered state of consciousness and the depressive state of consciousness leads you to kill yourself, ultimately, is suicide. It's suicide because, and if you get told in your education, the words don't mean anything, uh, your ideas don't mean anything, you're the member of an exploitative group or you're a member of an exploited group, they're all out to get you, Your, uh, your basic center cannot hold and if you throw in mental illness on top of it, I mean, how, how come the suicide ideation has tripled in the last seven years? Why? Why has it tripled? Uh, as long as I've been in schools, postmodernism was, it was part of it, part of the curriculum. It had not entirely corrupted and infested everything that you will ever see in the universities until the mid Tens. It was always there, but it, you know, uh, now it's it's. We're almost into the twenties. We're ending the teens, and we're about to enter the twenties of the twenty-first century. And everything has been corrupted. And the liar, the Cretans, will tell you that they're liars, and so the postmodernists tell you that. Yeah, everything's corrupted. They're liars who are speaking the truth as they lie to you. They don't want you to see the real, the real corrupter, the ones really pulling the strings aren't the particular enemy of the day. Are we at war with East Asia or are we at war with Southeast Asia? Okay, if you've read 1984, you'll understand that reference. Okay, no, today we're at war with East Asia. Well, I thought we were at war with Southeast Asia. No, that was last week. Now we're at war with East Asia. Um, and then the one who was the ultimate... Uh, target of the the two minutes hate was was the goldstein the the rebel who never existed they made him up okay and they're always going to do that and it doesn't matter if they're on the left or the right they're going to have to invent an, an enemy after a while um, especially if you've t- reduced politics from nations to the personal so it used to be nations would engage in this sort of diplomatic statescraft. But now they've, they've brought it down to the... That's what Marxism does. They've brought it down to the level of everyday, okay? Inter-office politics. Uh, neighbors at each other's throats. Uh, intra-neighborhood politics. Neighbors against neighbors. Neighborhoods against neighborhoods politics. Ad hoc groups. Group theory. Um, when I was studying political science, basically... The conclusion was, in another 20, 25 years, and this was back in 94, I was told this, and it's correct, there's going to be a dramatic shift in the political spheres of conflict. Number one, it won't be the Soviet Union and the United States anymore. It won't be two superpowers. It'll be the northern rich nations against the southern poor ones, the first world against the third world. And second, and that has proved to be true, okay, wait a moment. Second, people will assert political authority and power in groups, in ad hoc groups, temporary political alliances, whether it's to get a stoplight put in in your town, or to uh, get an incompetent judge fired, or you know, to hire additional police officers, whatever your town, your issue is, your local ordinance to raise the the school tax, doesn't matter. You won't be an individual interacting with your community. You will belong to a fragmented tribe in your community, competing against other fragmented tribal elements. Okay. Groups that the basically that the individual had come to an end. Now the internet has, in 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 odd ways, I think, the internet has both restored and further eroded the concept of individual, the idea of individualism, um, the idea of the individual, and and it's it's, it's symptomatic of the continuance of of the death of our relationships with our friends, our family, our lovers, whoever. Um, I don't believe, I think it's a feedback mechanism. It's increasing the problem, but it's not the cause. Social media is symptomatic of a deeper decay, of a deeper decay, okay? It's been going on for a long time. And what, what happens if you educate, if you let's say, you want to change the world, how do you do it? You have to change the children. The older people... You might get them to make some concessions, but you have to wait for them to die eventually because they'll reach a point where they can only go so far. So you go after the children, okay? And I, I, I say that with all of the sinister implications that should be associated with a phrase such as that. You brainwash the children, and you get them to betray their parents, just like in the Cultural Revolution, like what Chairman Mao did. Okay, the murderer of fifty million of his own people, uh, and and there are a number of Maoist um, cultural critics. They're not criticizing culture because it deserves to be criticized. Uh, they're criticizing it because their secret agenda is Maoism. Okay, they'll they'll tell you otherwise, but they're lying. The Cretan is a liar. You see, the Cretan. Everything I tell you is a lie. All Cretans are liars. Therefore, I'm a liar, right? But that's a true statement about the quality of, of being a liar. And that's what they're doing. It's, it's a kind of mountabankery, a level of sophistry, sophistry, academic moral degeneracy that I don't think we've witnessed very often in our history um, I think there was a time in the in Elizabethan age where the universities were of exceptionally poor quality, and a lot of the educators had to work to restore the the grounds of the university. and And we've seen the decadence of our universities. They overcharge. They have endless amounts of money flowing in from an endless source. Uh, if the students can't pay you back, you're still going to get their money because even in the bankruptcy settlements, the rare, the almost, they're almost unheard of. You're not allowed to discharge the loan. You, you restructure it and you reduce some of it. But they're never going to be paid back. And they're never going to be paid back because the education that you paid for was fraudulent. And, and I think, even though no one held a gun to my head, nobody said, you are going to school or we will shoot you, I was effectively coerced. Uh... And I was sold... Now, there is protection for consumers. If you're, if you're being told you need to take these blood pressure pills or else you're going to die, you'll have a stroke and you will die, and you buy the blood pressure pills, okay, you don't have to. There are natural ways you can treat high blood pressure within reason. There are dietary changes that you can exercise, okay? So are you being compelled against your will to take these blood pressure pills? So if you go and buy them, And you take them dutifully. And they're fake pills. And you die. Is that your fault? Yeah, it is. No one put a gun to your head. You did not have to buy the... You're damn right it's their fault. They lied to you. They sold you a false product. That's illegal. It is against the law to misrepresent yourself and to hand somebody a forged check or sell them a fake product. Um... And that's what the universities have done. And I know this. And they know it. And I know they do. Because the promissory notes that I signed as the years passed, the text was changed. The text was changed. And by, let's say, 2014 or so, 2015, they added in the phrase you know, you will pay back the loan uh, no matter whether or not you feel the quality of your education was worth what you paid for. And they did that to block you from suing the universities for misrepresenting themselves. That's why they did it. okay? Because the universities are selling a false, um, a false open-mindedness, a false egalitarianism. And, and they have an endless monopoly. You know, okay, so look, when, when the school shootings were going on, uh, the one at Virginia Tech, what happened? Uh, a kid snapped. Whatever was wrong with him, he walks in with a, a suitcase full of guns and starts shooting students. The administrators know what's going on. What did they do? They let him... They they never locked down the campus till long after he'd killed 20 or 30 people. They emailed their families and they made sure to protect themselves, okay? But they did nothing to protect the students. Uh, and they, they should have immediately and at once locked the school down, had the police flood the school. Okay, and before you people tell me I don't have my facts right, I want to point out that I remember this very clearly, the Virginia Tech massacre. Uh, because the media was starting to go after the administrators for the right reasons. And a number of politicians begged them, like, look, they've been through enough. Haven't they suffered enough? No. There is no place in hell hot enough. Because they were responsible for the lives of those kids being protected. And they knowingly, they knowingly left them in harm's way. Okay, no one expects them to be heroes. Nobody expects them to go out and tackle the gunman. I mean, come on, that's the police's job. But I do expect them to, to send a warning. And they didn't do it, okay? But they protected themselves. Now, why am I saying this? Because that's, a, although a tragedy, that's metaphorical as well. It's metaphorical for the lives we live. They will look out for themselves before they look out for you. They do not have your best interest at heart. They do not believe in your intellectual abilities. They do not care if you sink or swim. They do not care. Okay, sociopaths. Hang on. one of their techniques of breaking your self-confidence is by gaslighting, right? It's by convincing you to convince yourself that you are unsound, of unsound mind, and that your judgment is is flawed. And now it sounds like I'm about to contradict myself because I just said, look, if you're severely depressed, your judgment is flawed. It is. Um, But if you're not, but they want you to think that you are, okay, or they want you to believe you're more disabled than you really are. They'll tell you that your judgment is unsound. Why? Well, because you can't handle A, B, C, and D. And they're able to do this because they control the discourse. They control the language. And again, the Cretans told us, okay, if you want to be an activist and win equality for all, equality of outcome, you must reclaim the language. You need to take back some of these words, change the meaning of these words. That's why we have queer theory. What is queer theory? Um, it used to be that that was an insult that uh, gay people were persecuted, and those words were used to help persecute them. Now it's the name of, of, of their uh, leading theory in equal rights. And social justice. So, and and the words, okay. So, and this isn't just. That's one small example. in in every In every field, okay. And 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 where people are trying to overcompensate. Well, I'm proud. I'm proud to be. Well, now it, what we hear about in the news is I'm proud to be overweight. That's I mean, as horrible as fat-shaming is, I don't approve. I think, why should you be proud of it? Either it's a fact you can't control, it's not your fault, or it's a sign that you're tremendously, deeply ill, and you should be trying to work to get your health back, not because people are attacking you, because that's horrible. You're not doing it to please others, you're doing it to save yourself. What you do not do is go around and you're 200 pounds overweight or more and say that you're proud of your body. I'm sorry, that's not, I'm not proud to be blind. I'm not going to go up to people and say, I'm proud to be handicapped because, on, oh, come on, have we have we totally lost our minds? Have we totally lost it? And people are being told to do that, okay? In the end, it's not the blind people or the, morbidly obese people or the, the whoever, you name it, you name your group, who've decided this. It's the media where you get these ideas from. It's, you know, perhaps a couple of, of scientific studies, all right? Scientific studies that tell you if you enhance your self-confidence by saying you're proud of this or you're proud of that, you'll live a better life. So these same Cretans who told you you should go to college and pay uh, inflated prices for a worthless degree, the Cretans are behind it all, okay? The cre- who do I mean? Who are the Cretans, you know? People in these think tanks, people who write the textbooks, the people who write, you know, the, the primers, the tests, the people who write the bills, the, re- the renewal of the bills... Um, to keep people fighting against one another so they don't determine who the real enemy actually is, okay? And who is the real enemy? Well, in the case of the pedagogical educational system, in that milieu, the enemy is postmodernists. We're all postmodern to a degree. We can't help that. But they're the enemy, And, and so are the cultural Marxists, the identity politicians, the the people who openly admit they have no vested interest and they aren't trying to teach you how to think for yourself anymore. Their goal now is, rather, to teach you how to liberate yourself from oppression. Of course, if you're a white male, you are one of the enemy, so your job is to self-criticize, like the Maoists, You have to humiliate yourself and grovel to demonstrate your allegiance with these oppressed groups. But if you're in one of the oppressed groups, an intersectionality determines your level on the totem pole, not your achievement, not what you've overcome, not uh, your personal success, your value of whether or not you're listened to, whether or not your words are given weight, is determined by the number of things that are wrong with you. Wrong. What do I mean by wrong? I mean any of these elements that leave you subjected to oppression. Uh, And obviously, the more things wrong with you, the better off you are. Okay? So, if I were a blind gay uh, African-American, crippled, transgender with intellectual disabilities. Uh, uh, okay, I'm, that's, hey, you, you're really high up, man. You know, and that's, that's, it's, I think we have to address intersectionality. We have to address it. It's, it's a hard issue to address. But we all know, okay, that whether or not they've earned it, some of them have. They're people from inner cities that have been through hell, okay? But I determine that as I get to know individuals, I don't give them that as a member of of any group. And and, and we all know that this intersectionality is wrong. We we all know that it's 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 a false hierarchy. And again we we can turn to history to do this because in in uh russia the people who were you know the last will be first and the first will be last right in the gospels it says that in the end times right i sound like a religious person now uh but there there the the text was correct when it said that there will be a social situation of of relationality such that the people who were once at the bottom uh put there because they were hurting people and they were dangerous and destructive and violent and evil now they're at the top so what does that mean it's not their fault the environment corrupted them now we in order to repay our sins against them we need to make sure that the the child molesting bank robbing criminal who's selling crack or whatever it is 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 given the most compensation for the crime our society has committed against them that's why the, the violent prisoners, uh, the rapists, the murderers, ran the gulags. Do we really want that in America? Because that's where it's going. And, and the intersectionality, at the end of which, you can only break somebody so many ways, and you come back to what the West has already done. I agree with Dr. Peterson in this. It's called individual. We've already determined the individual is is sacred the individual is sacred we do not have the right to, as a culture to mob rule and attack the individual and uh, deprive them of their of their rights okay of their and now again we're back to rights and deserve okay what do we deserve as citizens of of, of this society? We deserve in our privacy to be left to develop on our own as far as our ability to think for ourselves and our ability to uh, self-actualize. Okay, I, I would offer, and it's only valid in some cases, but a good description of the meaning of life. Well, what is the ultimate purpose of meaning of life? Actualizing, possible that's the meaning of life actualizing the possible Uh, even given great obstacles your goal and your purpose is to actualize your potential to its fullest as an individual and there are times when that may mean marching for a cause i'm not saying never do that but What that really does mean is don't follow, don't join these groups. I've fought it all my life. I won't be put into a box. I won't be categorized because I'm blind. I won't be lumped into this uh, amorphous category called disabled. I won't be talked down to by the, the, the people who have the greatest hatred for other races or for uh sexual orientation or, or lack thereof. Who are the ones who actually hate it the most? The people doing the categorizing. Right? Because they don't give a damn about your individuality. They don't care about your well being as a human being. They care about whether or not you're towing the line for the cause. Whether or not you're you're um uh, doing what they want you to do. Not what you want to do, but what they want you to do. And, and it's, it's why, now. somebody benefits from all of this. Who benefits from the, the, the loneliness? And I'm, it doesn't mean they caused this, but who benefits from people being lonely, unsure of themselves, unable to assert themselves, unable to be mature adults, uh, um, people who are both belonging to these groups but as a result are more isolated. Who benefits? Well, there are a lot of people selling stuff, and I'm not suggesting they're the cause of it, but I bet they'll take advantage of it. They're selling garbage to you that you don't need, okay? like a fake degree in a false college discipline, for one example. They're selling you stuff you don't need that they tell you will make you feel better when they know it won't. And they're making a killing because you'll do anything, absolutely anything to make it stop hurting. You'll do anything to try to win back the approval, the, the support of, of your society, of your community. You'll go to any length. So what happens? You're bombarded with ads every day every one of these ads are telling you that, you know, they're creating a problem that you don't really have until they tell you you have it. And this, this affects all of us. It affects me too. Okay. To the, to the point where if, if I want you to buy uh, more soda, which even though I disapprove of, 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 um, you know, Bloomberg or whoever he is trying to decide for people whether or not they should be allowed to drink it, it is horrible for you. Coke, terribly unhealthy. Diet Coke is even worse. But let's say I want you to buy a Coke. Um, so what do I do? I have an ad that asks you, Hey, are you thirsty? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Actually, I am thirsty. Why don't I have something to drink? Why don't I quench my thirst? Yeah. I'll show you a a, a giant can of Coke that's these beautiful colors, the logo. And after all, we all drank it as a child. Don't remember Coke Classic? Okay, so you have a little nostalgia, and you crank that up. I mean, and that's barely scratching the surface. I don't know the psychology of consumer psychology. There is a branch of psychology called consumer psychology, and their sole reason for existence is the manipulation of the mass markets. Uh, any way they can. That's why when you walk into the store, they're deliberately designed to not be efficient. They're deliberately designed so that people get crowded and that they can't get into lines that are moving efficiently. Uh, these end caps are put in the stores and the aisles to, to you know, at the, at the right level, at eye level, either for you or for your children especially for the children, the most colorful things, because they'll never leave you alone. They'll nag you until you cave in because parents aren't allowed to actually, uh, um, they're not allowed to play the role of parent any longer. Uh, They're encouraged to allow a five-year-old who is your friend, not your offspring, to make mature decisions and you have to because everyone is equal, you have to allow the five-year-old to dictate to you, the adult, and you do know better, to dictate to you how they should live at five. So what we've done is we're, we're creating an increasingly fragmented atmosphere in our society where younger and younger and younger people are being given the keys to the kingdom and the older you are the less relevant unless you're at the very top of things the older you are the less relevant um, to the point where y- y- to to demonstrate mortality in age in any way is as though you had a disease as, as though you had leprosy so you have to fight getting old every way you can And some of these things, I'm all for it. I'm all for uh, NMN, taking a hormone that helps increase your energy and strengthen your concentration and your mental acuity. And, okay, these are good things. We We can treat the diseases associated with aging. But I'm talking about social, emotional, and, for lack of a better word, let's call it spiritual maturity. And what does that mean? It means that you have empathy, but that you're not ruled by it. Uh, that the big five traits, your compassion is you express compassion in an appropriate manner proportionally you 're not just a hundred percent of the time as I often am uh, a- appealed to and entrapped by having too much too much compassion. There is such a thing um, that 's a problem for those of us who have personality traits among the big five that predispose us for. Uh, too much open-mindedness, too much kindness, um, the the inability to draw sharp declarative boundaries. Um, If you're from a dysfunctional family, you have a hard time saying no because you never saw examples of people saying no in a way that was was healthy. The one who said stop and go was probably the most abusive member in the family. And it's their disorder that, that continues to Damage across your lifespan. And now now it's true that a day needs to come when you open your eyes and wake up in the morning as it's had to for me to say, well, yeah, it did a lot of damage but I can't blame everything that's gone wrong in my life on a bad childhood. But the science is is proving more and more that it's it's a giant factor unless you consciously work against it. If your ACE score is very high, you are up against a difficult path, okay? Um, and one of the ways that's manifesting is the, the continued erosion. And, and ads, people don't, they don't want you to say no when they bombard you with ads. They want you to say, yes, 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 I'll buy, of course. I'll feel better if I buy, you know, after terrorists murdered 3,000 of our citizenry, killed them outright, uh, what was his solution initially? Go out and shop. Go out and shop. Don't let them intimidate you. Go out and spend your money as usual. So that's the, the main value that they were defending when they went into Afghanistan to kill bin Laden. It wasn't, you know, truth, justice in the American way. It was credit. Uh, deserving of your product and the capitalist system. Hold on. Okay, it wasn't democracy. It wasn't freedom for a people except the freedom to buy, to spend your money. Okay, it it, it was... It was the... um, the unbounded um, engagement with a shopping mall, yeah? Probably the, the, the lowest common denominator is drawn to these shopping malls. Um, a lot of what they sell you don't actually need, but they tell you you do. And if they tell you enough, you're going to get it. You're, you're going to do it but the deficits in us that that uh, are being exploited can't be corrected by spending your money, by hoarding your stuff. Um, I mean, I can tell you, I can sort of analyze, uh, diagnose the problem. I'm not a psychologist, so I'm not, I can't, um, I can't, Diagnose individuals, but I can tell you from a philosophical standpoint what's really going wrong. And what the problem is, is capitalism has embraced postmodernism and communism, ironically, in perhaps a similar but reversed mirror image way. Maybe this is an oversimplification. But the Chinese communists have embraced capitalism in such a manner as that. It it serves them. It serves the Communist Party, capitalism. Those forces are in people's behavior because that's what the market is. The market is about desire, not about some invisible forces that are guiding na- nature. It's not about nature. It's about desire. And if you want the markets to prosper, you have to increase people's desire. Often you do that through terrorizing them. You scare the hell out of somebody. And so then their desire is not to be scared anymore. And what happens? You go and you spend your money. You go and you, you know, you get a security system for your house. Because after all, there are hordes and hordes of, of evil homeless people who are, are bound and determined to break into your house, and steal your stuff, and rape your wife, kill your children. The enemies are at the gates right? But if you have the security system that the alarms will go off, motion sensors, motion detection, just, you know, you're not allowed to own a gun anymore. You can't defend yourself. That's being taken away from us. But by God, if you pay $20 a month to the alarm company, and I'm sure, you know, those companies have saved people. I'm, I'm, I'm certain of that. Okay, but while you have your cameras set up and, and your alarms and your motion detectors to protect your, your property, none of which you actually own because you bought it all on credit. And, you know, so you're, what are you trying to defend? You're, you're, you're trying to defend yourself against um, those, those who don't have it. Your, the homeless people, your enemies, who will take it from you. And once again, the Cretan is telling you he's a liar. The Cretans say, those who are worse off than you hate you. They want to take what you have. They want to ruin your life. And they're, they're bitty, bitter and envious and jealous. And they'll stop at nothing to destroy and ruin your community. Keep them out. Okay. When I went to Florida, I visited a friend for a few weeks. and I was looking at moving there. I still want to move there. And it has virtually no public transportation in certain sectors of Tampa. There are no public buses. Why? Because people voted in these rich neighborhoods that they don't want those kind of people contaminating their neighborhoods. What do I mean? They don't want those those homeless junkies from, from downtown flooding their community with, you know, Shitting on the sidewalk and leaving hypodermics all over the place, and robbing and stealing and violent and beating people up, and because that's what we know, that's what these animals do, right? But that also meant there's no public transportation for the disabled, Uh, that there's no public transportation for the elderly, no public transportation for people who aren't old enough to drive yet, no public transportation for those who can't drive. So basically what, what, what I'm hearing from a message such as that is that, that I, along with convicted felons, rapists, drug dealers, murderers, and gangbangers, and the disabled, and the elderly, we're all at the same level of, of criminality. Not whether or not we're guilty of having committed a crime, but of belonging to a group. And they voted, which is their right to do, they voted in their neighborhoods. Well, we don't want to allow these people to come into our neighborhood easily. So no public buses. I mean, just just consider that for a moment, okay? For a moment, just stop and consider that. What that actually says about people and Okay, there are examples when that does happen, when you have burglars, you have uh, whatever. But most of the time, if you just lock your door and if you have a dog, okay, if you are are strong enough to make your, your residence a hardened target, these people don't want to, they don't want to get involved in a, in a fight. They're too cowardly. They want to slip in, steal what they can from you, maybe your credit card, your identity, whatever, and flee. They're not, they're not coming after you with the sole express purpose of, of getting into a fight and killing you. They may kill you, but for the most part, they just, they just want to rob. They want to get their amphetamine, so they need to rob more people to steal identities and get their methamphetamine or, or uh, whatever it is they're trying to get. Uh, and I'm not saying, you know, that they didn't have the right to do that or how horrible. But that neighborhood voting, making those decisions, you're categorizing and you're you're criminalizing a majority of people, uh, who have nothing to do with criminality, and you're you're allowing to reject. And that's a, that's a dangerous path to walk on. That always, that always backfires in the end, doesn't it? It'll always, it'll always come back to bite you. If you, you demonize one group of people today, this, the horrible war on drugs, which has been one of the greatest crimes I think any nation has committed against its own citizenry, this, war, this false war on drugs. But now that's all starting to change, so we need to create a new enemy now. Uh, we, need to, we need to elevate a new boogeyman, okay? Because marijuana is legal. Soon mushrooms will be legal, thank God. Uh, hallucinogens will be scheduled and controlled, but they'll be given by your doctor as a, as a method of treatment for severe depression, which is a good thing because the drugs that they're feeding people right now, although they may help a little, I'm not against them, they're not effective, at restoring mental health they're they're in fact they do often more harm than good uh, and whereas psilocybin like it opens you up it it you're reborn you're you're liberated you you're freed from all that darkness from all that from all that uh, from all that pain um, but the pain, the, the damage, one might be culpable, but the damage that's been done is as much a reflection of the environment. It's a symptom of a deeper problem. And that deeper problem is, and the Marxists were right to some extent, uh, it's alienation, it's alienation. Um, and to me, you know, if you really wanna pin me down, I've got to tell you that for the past 18 years, in this war on terror, the war on drugs, the people who have waged that war are the, the, the government and the media. They've done far more damage to this country than any, any terrorist group could ever hope to do. And if you really want me to get direct and very plain, the greatest terrorist threat against our nation as it stands today is the mass media the Cretans lie to you, even when they tell you about lying and how, they, how there are liars in the world. Or, you know, if I want to oversimplify Derrida, and it's not fair to Derrida, but I think it's accurate, the words don't mean anything outside the text. Most of the words being used are worthless and violent uh, and oppressive, and you're better off not being caught up in reading all these books. That's good. You can't think for yourself if you can't read. And and language needs to be deconstructed. It has no value, but you need to buy my books. Just don't buy anyone else's, right? So what, what, what am I getting at here? What does this mean? It means that in the next few episodes, I really want to dive into uh, interacting with Jordan Peterson's work, with his writing, with his lectures, with... with um, with his uh, 12 rules for life or maps of meaning um with his interviewing the, the, he you know i haven't the moral standing of of jordan peterson he's an extraordinary man you know and they've tried to find uh dirt on him and they're not going to find it because it isn't there it isn't there and i think the majority of people know that that he's right Especially if you've actually been to college, or you're a parent and you've sent a kid to get their undergrad at college, you know it in your heart. What they've been taught in high school is drivel. You know it, okay? When the majority of even smart kids are entering their freshman years at university, not able to write a simple declarative sentence, they are are um, they haven't been taught properly. They've been robbed that's, this is, that's robbery, okay, that's, that's selling you fake counterfeit uh, blood pressure medication, it's selling you a false worldview, and it's a destructive worldview, that's why um, um, a lot of people want to politicize Jordan Peterson, he is going outside of his mandate, dramatically, maybe he has to, but sooner or later, some of the the abstract attacks are going to hit home because he's not a philosopher, he's not a cultural critic, uh, he's not like a Frankfurt School or or uh, <laughs> um, Heideggerian critic, or he's very well educated, very literate in understanding a lot of these thinkers, and he can see through the fraud. Uh, but he he will start to miss because he's outside of of his zone of expertise. Maybe we all have to do this to grow or to engage. But out of gratitude for him, I'd like to help him win. I'd like to help him achieve his goal. And I agree with it and I approve of it. I think, and he is, successful academic Uh, I am NOT a successful academic and and in a way I left my university feeling like I didn't want to contribute to such a sickened system I I would have felt like a criminal myself if if I were teaching uh, some of these subjects the way they're being presented in such a manner as to rob from uh, the young people's future or to steal from their parents because that's basically what you've done. You, you've weighted them down with, with debts that exceed even those for most houses. And we saw what the housing crisis did in 2008. When the student loan bubble bursts, as it, as, it, as it is inevitably going to do, in spite of all their safeguards and their wage enslavement, their economic enslavement of generations of Americans, okay, it will come tumbling down, it will. And when it does, it it is going to collapse our whole financial system. And you're going to have millions, millions and millions, tens of millions of of young people who have been deliberately misled. And I I will say that to the end of my days, it is deliberate. They're, they're deliberately sowing the seeds of, of confusion, mistrust, and lies. Because ultimately, the goals of Marxism, and if postmodernists have embraced the goals of Marxism, cultural change doesn't mean improving the, the, the health of a society or its access to opportunity. It means destroying those who are evil, um, the oppressors, the bourgeoisie, um, the the wealthy, and there are always going to be examples of of, uh, of of criminally wealthy people doing horrible things. That's you know, that, but that's not as a class. It's not because they're wealthy. It's because as individuals, they're bad people. And yet, all of the rich, and it's it's very easy to do and understand. You know, if you're dirt poor and some bastard, you know they're not doing anything to deserve the money they get, and they still get it. Who wouldn't be furious? I would be, I am. But a major racket that these people are running, just like Bernie Madoff, just like Terranos, okay, is is our entire university education system. I'm willing to say that, our entire university educational pedagogical system, whose goal and whose purpose is other than the creation of activists who will do what they're told to do and who will follow without, without thinking, their purpose is the destruction of the United States, of its values, of its democracy, of, of its uh, anything that's good about the United States uh, must be destroyed and that's justified by a comparison because they're supposed to be very good at that intersectionality of, of violence, of imperial violence. Granted, the U.S. has done awful things. But th- that doesn't mean the West is wrong. I think the the values of the West, okay, we don't um, approve of, of discrimination. We've done everything we can in earlier decades, in earlier milieus to reverse that, to to not be hypocritical. But there's a huge difference um, from the entire southern United States murdering African-Americans, preventing them from voting and, and terrorizing them. There's a huge difference between that and trying to get, you know, something I deserve, the, the job that I deserve or the, what's a better example of job because everyone needs to have a good career or whatever. Um, the rights, what, what rights, you know, what it's not been made clear to me what rights I deserve. Um, for the most part, because i white males don't deserve anything. Well, I'm blind. So, um, I'm given a free pass if I wanted to surrender to the... And I've always been on the left. You know, it's really, it's really been the last 9, 10 years that I've seen with great intellectual clarity the bankruptcy and the hypocrisy of the cultural left in the West and how they've, they have betrayed the ideals that they claimed to have, which they never had because sociopaths are always changing the rules and the degree to which they betrayed me, such that I walked out with a degree. I, <laughs> it's painful to say, I don't think it's worth the paper it was printed on. I think if I hadn't educated myself, if I hadn't gone ahead and, and deeply investigated a lot of these ideas on my own, Um, I might have walked out of there. You know, a true believer, a, a true believer in um, everything has to be torn down. Anything that's that's a when you're confusing um, social stability and social norms with oppression uh, and and dictatorship. Now, now, now I must I must bring this to a close. I mean, if you've listened to me up until this point. I don't have the words, you know? I'm grateful that you put up with me, for one thing, Uh, and that you hear me out, even if you don't agree, if you're willing to listen. That is, in the end, what will help everybody live better lives, in the end. It's not that we all agree, and it's not that we all uh, live by these slogans, it's that we listen. That our first instinct is to listen, not not to attack. Uh, and that's the only way to defeat these people. It's the only way to strengthen our communities. Is to uh, not to damn people because they hold views we don't find personally acceptable. Um, and not to join in these tribal wars. Not to participate in that system. Now, I I I wanted to say these things to open up engagement with Jordan Peterson's with his work um and i've i've mentioned i've gone into my personal reasons for this and i i feel a tremendous um debt of gratitude for the work that he and a few others are brave enough to do and not out of arrogance but out of out of um outrage and not the sort of righteous outrage that's being whipped up by the social justice types. Um, the outrage one would naturally feel if you recognized that your sovereignty, your personal uh, sovereignty, your community, the, the, the ties that bind your community together, one should feel outraged if these things are being systematically violated um, by whom is irrelevant, whether it's a, it's a, a cult, A political party, uh, an ad campaign, uh, a bunch of lawyers, it doesn't matter. If if they're violating your sanctity of your community and they're violating your personal sovereignty, then there has to be outrage, not because they tell you, but because that's the natural healthy reaction to these sorts of situations. So I want to come back, and um, you know I've I've talked a little bit about gaslighting, but I want to I want to come back now, in the next few, and uh, really try to interact with Jordan Peterson's work and and more deeply with other thinkers that he may not know as much about because he's not a philosopher. Um, I don't know a hell of a lot about a lot of them because I'm not opposed. I'd fought it at every turn. Um, but I am doing this not as a critique against, against Peterson I'm doing it out of gratitude and I want to do it to help you understand why the system is broken why you shouldn't pay into it why you shouldn't support it why you should, before it's too late you should go train for um, get trained for a career learn a skill set whether that's computer programming or whether that's fixing engines it doesn't matter, carpentry doesn't matter, ship going, I mean do whatever you have to do, veterinarian do something that's a skill that's not an abstract knowledge but a skill and ultimately I, I chose my path for my own personal reasons and it was wrong the wrong choice um, but I can still, if I can't make it right for me, I can make it right for you and I've got to tell you, you know, it's more important that you make yourself useful and you have a skill that people will need. They're always gonna need cooks. They're always gonna need medicine. They're always gonna need, I mean, you name it. There's any number of, of professions that are perfectly noble. You may not get paid enough, but there's a better chance you will because the more need there is for it, the more you're gonna get appreciated for it and you will get paid for it what that's not it is not a degree in cultural theory no one cares i don't think i've in my adult life when i've been involved in conversations about politics usually if my closest friends are discussing with me we more or less agree and if we don't we're not fighting the political battle so i don't need to call upon a lot of this nonsense and if you're out in the streets yelling at each other, threatening violence, ripping the country apart, neither side is willing to listen to these sophisticated theories from the university. As far as theology goes, first of all, there's no God, but I think people can experience the sacred and have religious experiences. Um, it's, we're programmed to do it. Humans are programmed to do it. Uh, but first of all, theology, um, it's, it's good to have some idea if you want to know the history of, of ideas. Uh, but there is no God, so all theology is, is immediately undermined by the fact that there's no God. And even according to its own internal consistency, it basically says God is unknowable and can't be defined. Let me spend the next 2,000 pages defining what God is. Okay, yeah, we know why that's bullshit, don't we? Um, nobody cares about that. Nobody cares about uh, political correctness, which isn't political correction. It's dictatorship um, from a very vocal and tiny, mentally ill minority who are lying about the people they claim to represent. Uh, The majority of of these writers are not disabled. They are not uh, poor or African-American. They are not from downtrodden neighborhoods. They are all of them, nearly all of them, white, middle-aged to elderly males who hate themselves. And they claim to speak for me. They know nothing about, about blindness. They know nothing about what it's like to struggle with that in society and they don't know what it's like to where I'm I have deficits in my ability to access society to the fullest according to my potential like I said one means of defining the meaning of life is actualizing the possible the possible um, and where you do find some activists uh, uh, from these various groups they're probably very unstable potentially dangerous, potentially violent, potentially, you know, they could start a fire in this country that'll burn it all down. Fortunately, most people aren't that extremist. They might even have some good, justifiable grievances that have made them upset. But the extremists don't want you to work out your grievances in a cooperative fashion with others. They want you to to attack than to tear down which is why in a in a in a um i mean literally in in a book by a a scholar of religion where he admits right in the introduction you know we used to teach people how to think for themselves and to evaluate both sides of an issue uh to come to their own conclusions about social justice we don't do that anymore because we understand the value of social justice and the importance of teaching people how to fight for social justice rights. And so we no longer have an interest in, in instructing. Uh, we want to train people to, to go out and change society, to be activists, to make a better society. That's what, what, what uh, this academic would say. We're instilling the skills that you need to work from the ground up to a better society. But again, the Cretans are lying to you. The Cretans are lying to you, even when they tell you all Cretans are liars. If that statement is true, and it is, then you even have to disregard that they've told you Cretans are liars. You have to know that independently from their statements. don't I think I don't think there's the damage that's done is done Uh, but but my goals are to help educate if I can to help educate if I can and to make sure that nobody else is misled if I can stop one person from being dragged into this to studying bullshit that that won't help them in any way it'll only increase their debt then I'll consider that I've fulfilled a purpose and that I've done something right. And if that takes having this degree and being half a million dollars in debt, so be it. Fine. To make sure nobody else goes into debt, that's fine. Don't believe them. Don't believe the cretins. So that's it. I'm done with this. I'm sure you're more than willing to and done with Listening to me, Yammer. So, as always, uh, the podcast is is brought to you by um, you know, as always, the same sponsors that we have every week or every month or however often we do this, right? Um, you know, by the holographic ghost of the do- uh, dollar bill. Um, by uh, the breakaway sect from the Esoteric Order of Dagon. Okay, just like always, every week, right? By the Tetragrammaton, otherwise known as the number four, and by Cogliostro's bones, and I promise you, I will try to, along with engaging Peterson's work, I'll try to be more humorous and to engage the the topical um, uh, argumentative stuff from a place of more of uh, an uplift, uplifting. Um, encouragement because ultimately i don't want anyone to listen to this and come away feeling worse about the world i want them to feel aware and willing to not be taken in uh, so that's it it's uh, this episode of the rogue philosopher podcast is concluded and i look forward to speaking with you again thank you so much for for listening Uh, And uh, so long, goodbye, happy trails, God bless.